This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. In recent weeks, U.S. officials have warned that a potential Russian invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. So if Russia, one of Europe's biggest oil and gas suppliers, does invade Ukraine, how will the U.S. respond? And where does that leave energy markets? Those are the questions the Biden administration has been trying to answer. And we got some insight this week into how the White House plans to mitigate the risk of European energy shortages. Today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre on the Biden administration's energy plans if Russia invades Ukraine. It's Friday, January 28th. So Ben, how much oil and gas does Russia supply to the rest of Europe? Russia supplies about a quarter of Europe's oil imports and a third of its natural gas imports. It's basically the big dog in the European energy system. So a Russian invasion of Ukraine could really impact the energy supplies of all of Europe. How is Europe preparing? Well, there's some discussion on whether Russia would even cut back a lot of its energy supply to Europe. There's a thinking that this cuts both ways. And if Russia cuts off too much of the oil and gas, it sends that way. Russia itself will be losing out on a big chunk of its revenues. But what analysts told me was that If Russia basically cuts back the gas it sends to Europe via Ukraine, which is probably the most likely scenario, Europe should be able to scramble and just basically have to live off its inventories, maybe ration gas, but it shouldn't run into total stoppages. The bigger issue comes if Russia stops more gas than it's just sending to Ukraine. And in that case, Europe with the United States is basically asking LNG exporting countries to make sure that more cargoes reach its shores. So we know that the Biden administration has reached out to other countries and companies to prepare for a scenario where Russia does invade. What would be the plan? The plan that I heard from sources on Wednesday was that U.S. companies and maybe other companies around the world that are suppliers, that they divert their cargoes to Europe, the ones that maybe had been heading towards Asia. If this plan gets anywhere near fruition, it's going to require a lot of legwork and a lot of phone calls. And then they basically have to be having these companies agree to break contract. So there was talk that someone's going to have to pay for all the legal work that's going to be need to be done. And that would be expected to come from governments in Europe. Yeah. Are there any sort of challenges or technical difficulties that could impact that plan from the Biden administration? Yeah. The technical difficulties would be Europe has a few ports that accept LNG, mainly the UK, the Netherlands and Spain. But those are still not necessarily where the gas would need to go. So you would need to have those LNG cargoes become gas again at those facilities and then get put into pipelines and sent where it needs to go. And there just isn't that much infrastructure in place to handle any big surge. I think I saw that about three quarters of EU LNG capacity is kind of already spoken for. And there's already a number of cargoes going to Europe already more than usual because prices there spiked and everyone decided this is the best market to sell our wares. So they started sending more cargoes that way already. But it's just there's going to be a bottleneck infrastructure wise to get things where they need to go. So more broadly, what's the impact of all this on how Europe views its dependence on Russia for fuel? 
Well, that conversation had always been on kind of the margins. And from people I talk to, it sounds like it's getting more towards the core of, look, you know, Russia hasn't even done anything yet. And it's already sent the international markets into a tizzy. Do you really want to be dependent as heavily as you are on one source of gas? The, the bigger thing is going to be that it's going to further divide Germans as to whether they can trust Russia or not. But someone I talked to earlier on Wednesday said that from what he is seeing in Europe, basically, this is taking the wind out of the sails of people who had defended Germany's reliance on Russia. I mean, some Germans had basically said Russia went go against its own self-interest and shut off gas to us and, you know, we, we can trust Russia. But those kind of exclamations are not going to be coming as loudly and as often as they had been. What about the U.S. LNG industry? What does all of this mean for that industry? Well, this could be a big moment. I mean, the U.S. LNG industry, it's fairly young, but one of the big things that it had advertised about itself was that it helps the U.S. in a geopolitical way, not just bringing in tax money for exports, but also allows for diplomacy. And so if Russia does decide to cut back on its supply of natural gas, and if U.S. suppliers are able to kind of fill a big part of the shortfall, that would be a big deal, like diplomatically. And the industry could say, look, we helped avert a catastrophe over in Europe. So, you know, lay off, you know, all you folks who are basically saying the LNG industry doesn't serve any use besides jacking up U.S. natural gas prices. Also on Wednesday, the Biden administration canceled two leases for a proposed mine in northeastern Minnesota. The proposed underground mine would extract copper, nickel, platinum group metals, and cobalt from the Duluth complex. That complex holds 95% of U.S. nickel and 88% of the country's cobalt, according to Twin Metals Minnesota, the company that proposed the mine. The project would be situated within the Superior National Forest, which is adjacent to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. That's the most visited wilderness area in America, near the Canadian border. The Biden administration's move ultimately received mixed reactions. On one hand, it was a win for environmentalists who had long raised concerns about the project because they say mining activities could pollute the nearby waters. On the other side, Twin Metals Minnesota has vowed to challenge the decision and claims the move is political. The National Mining Association and some Republicans whose districts include the site of the proposed mine also slammed the administration. They argued that the decision leaves American workers behind by further increasing the country's reliance on foreign minerals. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Raghu Manavalan edited this week's podcast. Norma Malaykul is the podcast's producer. Jenny Ament is the senior producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels, because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.